Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job and when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. I'm Natalie Dietry, your host for the CareerWise Nurse podcast, and I am here today with Rachel Dick, who is returning to talk about her life after leaving bedside care to be working as a health coach, a holistic nurse health coach, and she also focuses a lot on groups to help nurses write the nurse's way. So Rachel, thank you for coming back. We're going to hear updates of your adventures and then talk about your entrepreneurial work to support nurses and others. Hey, Natalie, thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. I really enjoyed it the first time and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Just tell us um, what you've been doing since the end of October, your last shift. And I know you were commuting from Northern California to Northern California to finish this role in the past year. And um, yeah, tell us what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah. So a lot been going on. The last time I chatted with you, I was about to quit my job up in the Bay Area. I live in Southern California. So I had been going back and forth working my hospital job while I was building my business and building out this writing workshop that I run together with Tilda Shaloff. And um, yeah, so a lot, a lot has happened. So I worked my last shift October 31st, um, which was a couple months ago. And it, it feels like a lifetime ago. It's interesting. I since I quit my job, life has kind of been chaos, and um, I keep I keep thinking of this quote that I read in the book, The Artist's Way, which my workshop is based on from Julia Cameron, and she said, you know, sometimes when life is chaotic, you need to kind of lay down in the boat and just surrender to the waves, just kind of relax in the moment and just understand that life is chaos and life is chaotic, especially if you're building a business, but also to work on just staying grounded. And, and, um, and that's kind of what I've been doing a lot. I feel like the last couple months is kind of been, uh, resetting. I've, I've been doing a lot of traveling. Um, I went to see family on the East coast. And I think when I knew I was going to quit my job, I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to be working on my business full time. And I sort of thought of all the uh, logistical perspective, all the logistical kind of stuff that I would be doing, you know, figuring out the technology and and all that kind of stuff. But 
as you know, Natalie, from someone who's also building a business that sometimes you don't anticipate the, the all that deep inner work that you need to do, taking a leap of faith, working on your confidence, um, working on inspiration, working on creativity, being able to navigate technology, all of these things bring up a lot of deep work that needs to be done. So I feel like since I quit my job, job I have spent a lot of time just kind of um, working on myself, working with coaches, trying to get my routine, my schedule, um, trying to, with this daily writing practice that I'll talk a little bit more about, but this daily writing practice that I've adopted since I read The Artist's Way, a lot of uh, stuff comes up just from the daily writing. So I, I feel like I've been working on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And just just in short, the last couple of months has been a roller coaster, a lot of fun, a lot of deep inner work, and a lot of working on on relationships, communication, confidence, working on myself, and just kind of working on who I'm being as a person so that I can um, support, support myself and support my business and, and support the people that, that depend on me. Well, I remember when you shared on Facebook that you were going to be leaving your job, you had a color coded schedule that you laid out for your time. I know when you traveled, you were not planning to keep that schedule, but best laid plans are you working by that schedule now or have you yet modified it? <laughs> yeah, so I have to I have to laugh a little at this question. I might have I might have followed the schedule maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but it, it's all good. It's all good. I think that schedule for me is a is something to strive towards. It's not necessarily something that's going to be perfect every single day, but just to be able and I do still have it on my wall. I'm looking at it right now. Um but I do still sort of it gives me this sort of um something in my mind to work towards, which is kind of, you know, block off time every single day for self-care. And that I do do. I don't necessarily do it at 8am. Like I like to on my schedule, but I do block time off every single day for self-care. Um, I do block off time for the administrative pieces of my business, something that I used to neglect. I do block off time for um, time with my husband. I do block off time that I'm focused solely on the kids. So again, not been perfect with the schedule, but definitely it's something to work towards. And it's kind of like an avatar in my mind of, oh, what my schedule would look like in a, in a perfect world. Well, you have prioritized things that really matter in your life, your husband, your kids, and blocking off time. You are mindful about what needs your attention when, the administrative piece of your business, and you know your writing, your commitment to yourself, the things that feel good or that are important. You have to practice what you preach. And you're you're working on yourself. I mean, you kind of really had some recovery to go through from the rush, rush, rush to finish your last shift. And it's really been a two-year journey. Just give us a quick recap because you were here for episode 29 in early November. And you talked about a life-changing day that made you realize you have to make a change and work for yeah. yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I, and and that's a good reminder because I feel like I I mean I've worked night shift for years and years and it takes time to recover from that, from the shift work, from the stress of the hospital. Um but yeah, to to circle back to that story that happened a couple of years ago. So I'll try to keep it brief um because I've told that story on this podcast, but it it bears repeating. So um a couple of years ago I had an an incident at work where they had found out that I had spoken to a reporter at Capitol Hill in Sacramento in California on January 6th. 2021. And that was the day of the Capitol Hill, Hill riots that, that there was a lot of tension in the air that day. Anyway, I went to Capitol Hill with the intention of speaking to a reporter with my thoughts on the COVID-19 uh, shutdown and the response to the pandemic and how, how I felt very strongly as a registered nurse, as a bedside nurse who was um, 
working through the pandemic, I felt very strongly that the shutdown was hurting our patients um, and our children and, and society in general. And I, I spoke all this out to a reporter. And within a few days, my hospital found out about this conversation. And basically I was threatened and um, I was forced to take a COVID swab, which was against hospital policy. Um, I, I got in big trouble. I had to sit in HR meetings. Um, it was a very, very, very stressful time in my life. I thought that I was going to lose my job. I wouldn't be able to support my family. I didn't really know what was going to happen. There was a lot of uncertainty. Um, the hospital violated its own policy because at the time there were no, there were no forced COVID swabs according to their policy. So anyway, I went through this very harrowing experience and it really taught me a lot about myself. And I had a lot of big takeaways from this story. And that was almost two years ago, exactly. And what I didn't realize in the moment when it was happening, what a blessing in disguise it was, um, this incident really woke me up to the reality of being able to speak your truth and what it means to be able to express yourself in an open way without any fear of retribution from a place of employment. It made me realize that I need to be self-employed. Um, it made me realize that if I really want to have a voice, if I want to express myself, if I want to be honest and open, again, as a registered nurse, commenting on something like a pandemic shouldn't be controversial, but it, but it is. Um, I realized that really self-employment was the route that I needed to take. So that really started me on this, on this two-year journey that brings us to today of um, getting certified as a holistic nurse coach, um, going through the Nurse Coach Collective, which is a phenomenal program that I highly, highly recommend for any nurses that are looking to expand their practice. So I went through that program, I graduated, and I became board certified as a holistic nurse. I started my own company, filed an LLC, um, and then really just started figuring out who do I want to coach, what population do I want to work with, who do I want to connect with, and um now my practice is primarily group coaching. So I run a workshop, a writing workshop for nurses called the nurse's way. Um, I do also do some one-on-one -on -one coaching, but the, the focus of my practice is more on the creativity workshops um, because this is something that I'm just so passionate about. Um, I really, the reason I created this workshop was because I felt like I was a nurse who had been silenced and was not able to speak up. And when I did speak up, I felt that I was punished for it. So that really shut down a part of me um, and made it really hard for me to express myself and, and say things. And I just kind of went on this journey about learning how to be more expressive, how learning how to really be able to speak your authentic truth um, in a way that resonates with people. Um, learning how to tell stories is an obsession of mine. And I've been obsessed with stories my whole life. And yeah, and I created this workshop together with Tilda Shaloff, who's a friend of mine who I met on a plane. That's a whole other story, which you can refer back to episode 29. I think I told that story there. Um, and, and she's a writer and she's written multiple books. And I, I really, through meeting her and connecting with her and through her mentorship and her guidance, I learned what it means to tell your story. I learned about some of the blocks that come up, some of the fears. Um, Tilda and I spent a lot of time talking about the unique barriers that face nurses when it comes to telling our stories. And we've incorporated all of this into the workshop. This workshop is tailored. It's geared specifically towards nurses who want to express themselves. And so it really addresses the unique barriers that nurses face. For example, a big one is um, HIPAA. So a lot of nurses feel like they can't tell their story because they're worried about HIPAA violation. Um, they're worried about exposing somebody's privacy. And of course, this is a really, really important topic that we explore. Um, we explore in depth in the workshop. Um, the long and short of it is these stories belong to you. It's very easy to preserve a patient's confidentiality. There are ways to change details. 
But at the end of the day, if you have a story to tell, you should you should tell it. That's that's one of the underlying premises of this workshop. So that's a little bit about what I've been doing. Um, I can go into more detail about the workshop um, if you have any questions. But it's just um, yeah, this is basically a workshop that's geared towards helping nurses find their voice and be more expressive, um, and really be able to change the world through through storytelling. A couple thoughts come up as you share a little bit about how you guide your group of nurses, your writing groups. Uh, the stories are ours to tell. And I really like hearing that. I remember so many different situations with my patients over the years. And really the bulk of my clinical practice in the in, in inpatient role was quite a while ago. And then I've had several years of clinical practice outpatient, and there are so many things to share. A lot of it is about nurses that I saw who were doing really great things, and it helped me to shape my vision of career-wise nurse being uh, that you drive your ship and no one is going to take you where you want to go but you. And the piece that I've built on that since then is it's your RN license, it's your degree. It's your certification. And I even say it's your credential in my intro to the podcast. It's true. You own that. And organizations like you to do things. They need you to do things for their own good, like magnet designation, even though you might get paid more money, even to get a bachelor's degree. There are things you have to do because they want it done. They need it done. What do you really want to do? It's hard. Well, it's good to have goals and your director uh, lecturing everyone all the time, nagging you to get your certifications. I mean, it eventually it may make a difference for you, but after a while that gets old, especially when you're working shifts and you barely have time to eat or go to the bathroom. And then you get harassed for end of shift overtime, or you don't get to take your lunch breaks. You know, Rachel, you're nodding your head like, yeah, you've been yep. there. You know? <laughs> Even if it'd been a long time ago, years ago, you know, it feels like yesterday, doesn't it? Yes. So it's what you want to do. And your, the stories of patients and the experiences, whether it's stressful or it's it's awe-inspiring because it was the beginning of a life for a being or the end of life for a being, these are really opportunities for you to share experiences that nurses have the privilege of being present for. It's beautiful. We have a privilege to care for people in their weakest moments much of the time. We have licenses and a lot of people would never go through the work to become a nurse. And so your group, Rachel, is an opportunity for people to really reflect on where they are and go forward. I'm still considering when I'm going to join your group because I need the disciplined, dedicated time to sit down and write. Uh, I didn't think about the examples you provided when we talked before. You know, I hadn't really put it in place, but it's really important that people consider what you offer them is they reflect on where they're going because we do drive our own ships. And when I see nurses that were really doing great work or that were struggling, I don't want anyone to feel like they're a failure. Everyone is contributing. But the work places where we go as nurses, it's not realistic to think that everyone can be successful there. So even nurses that are struggling as new grads, I encourage you as listeners to, to connect with Rachel because she can help you make sense of what you're going through. 
Yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Natalie. And and um, I think nursing nurses and storytelling is a magic combination. And like you mentioned, it's it's across the continuum. It's for new grads. It's for any stage of your nursing journey. And when we think of storytelling, like we don't think about how much we ourselves get out of sitting every day and writing and telling those stories. And 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 Julia Cameron talks about this in the book. But um, if you do your morning pages, which is basically your, your daily journaling, your stream of consciousness journaling, and she says, you can put it in an envelope and burn it. You can throw it in the garbage. You can never read it again. You can read it again if you want to. But the point is you can, if you never read those pages again, you still got benefit by sitting down and taking those thoughts and putting them on paper. And it is, journaling is one of the most powerful practices out there. And I encourage anyone listening to this podcast, whether you join a writing workshop, whether you join my writing workshop, but just try it. Try sitting down every day and writing something, even if it's a few sentences, even if it's a scribble, even if it's just, even if you do it on your laptop or your Evernote or a voice memo um, or wherever you store information to just try, try every day to sit down and write or to take the information that lives inside your head and see what comes out. And you are just going to be astounded at what you learn about yourself. First of all, what you learn about the world around you, the stories that live inside of you that yes, maybe one day you can share and inspire other people. And you just start to notice these shifts that happen inside of you. And you notice you become more expressive. You have a better handle on what your message is, what you're trying to say. Um, a lot of us can get really passionate and, and we, we know that there are things that get us excited, but how do we make it into a cohesive, shareable, intriguing story that people want to listen to? You know, how do we shape our messages? How do we present ourselves to the world? These are all questions that you get to contend with every day on your pages if you commit to a daily journaling practice. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of my message is, is if you want to do one thing in your life, and there's a lot of talk about mindfulness and meditation and breath work, and these are all practices that I incorporate in my own life and in my coaching practice. And they're super, super important. But I put writing above all of them. I think writing is if I have time for only one self-care activity, I will choose writing. I'll sit down for 10 minutes and write. If it's a very busy day, I'll I'll just sit down and write. And that to me, um, it is a mindfulness practice. It is a way to work through your thoughts. It's a way to release stress. It's a somatic exercise. You're actually moving your body as you do it. You're using your hand. Um, and it's just such a powerful way to heal. I really think that writing is medicine. Um, I think it's a very underrated medicine. And I think if we treat it like medicine, journaling, expressing ourselves, getting our stories out there and sharing those stories with other people, that's kind of later along the continuum, but these, these, these all heal us from the inside out, um, getting a better understanding of our own story, of our own background, of our own history, where we came from, why we're here, all these questions that kind of just were around in our mind and keep us, um, keep us unfocused, you know, let's get it out on paper. Let's journal and, and use writing as, as the medicine that it is. I think about, um, I woke up yesterday and I had been dreaming and the people in my dream were from when I worked in Scottsdale, Arizona a long time ago. And after a while, I kept thinking, who are they? You know, why did that person come up in my dream? I didn't even know them. They were just a fellow on the unit and they worked with people that were friends with one, some of my nursing friends. And I thought, you know, as you talk about this exercise and what's in our mind, and if we just took what comes out of our REM sleep or those dream episodes that we have right before we wake up for the, you know, to rise for the day, that's a whole book right there. That's yes. enough to make up your morning pages right there. If you can't think about anything to write, write about what, what did you wake up and think about from the dreams, you know, those glimpses of dreams that we have at the end of our sleep cycle. 
Yeah. That, that I was like, wow, you know, it just, you made me think of that. Yeah. And pe- people keep, uh, yeah, people keep dream journals and it's super powerful. They learn a lot about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I really uh, like hearing about, like I said, the examples that you use and that this is group coaching and it is, it really is part of coaching practice and nurses hopefully will hear how you made a change because something didn't sit right with you and they'll move forward to live their best nursing life and to live their best life because really your job has to fit in your life instead of always your life trying to fit in your job, right? 100%. Especially as you look at holidays, you who's working Thanksgiving, who's working Christmas, who's working New Year's and all that vying for what works best for you. You really take what you're given because you don't ultimately have a choice. Rachel, I wouldn't ask, just shift a little bit and ask about your entrepreneurial journey. You were working in commuting to work by plane for your shifts. How did you build up your business to the point where you have group coaching, where people pay to be in your groups? You have clients. How did you make this happen when you were working full-time at the bedside? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I was working part-time. So that was part of it. And I was driving to work, which helped because I would listen to a lot of podcasts. I would sometimes do phone calls in the car. Um, and the way I did it was I had, I had been living in the Bay area. That's why my job was there. And I moved to LA about a year ago and I knew I was building my business. I didn't want to look for another bedside job. I really liked my job up there. Um, despite all that stuff that had happened to me a couple of Januarys ago, but anyway, I really liked my job and I wanted to stay there. So what I did was I, I would stack all my shifts. I would work five, five or six, sometimes six shifts in a row. And then I would, you know, I would drive there, I would drive back. And it was nice because I was able to really focus on work. I had a little bit of like a work home divide in those five days or so that I was in the Bay area, I was just working. I was able to pick up overtime. I was able to stay over. Um, and I really just, all I did was work and sleep and eat for those few days. And then I would have a good solid three weeks off. So I, it set it up in a way that it really gave me the space to focus on my business. Um, it was a little bit of a juggling act. I have, you know, I have three small kids. Um, life is busy. We know, you know, I have a lot, always have a lot going on. Again, it's about laying down in the boat and kind of surrendering to the waves. I think, I think I'm starting to learn that I'm somebody that's really, I, I like the movement. I like being busy. I like being stimulated. So I'm just trying to learn to accept that part of myself. So yeah, so I had three weeks off where I would fully focus on the business. Um, and I took it very seriously because I knew like I'd have one week where I'd have to go and, and you know, do my my conventional nursing job. And yeah, it, it, it was a lot of work. Um, I Most new nurse coaches start with one-to-one and I was doing some one-to-one. I do have some one-to-one clients um, as well, but I somehow was just drawn to group coaching. It just kind of happened that way. Part of it was I was so inspired by this book, The Artist's Way, and I just... Um, it came to me like almost like a download. I don't know how to explain it. I had strep throat at the time when I conceived of this workshop, I was feverish. I wasn't feeling great. And I just, I couldn't stop thinking about the artist's way. And I couldn't stop thinking about the artist's way and how much nurses need it specifically, because the artist's way is not a book that's written for nurses. It's, it's a general book for anyone who wants to be more creative. And Julia Cameron, she, she has coached celebrities. She's coached writers. She's coached movie stars. um, And her message is how to be more creative. But as I was reading her book and as I was doing her journaling, her daily journaling, I just kept thinking like, oh my God, nurses need this. And I've always been a little bit obsessed with this idea of nurses and storytelling. I love storytelling. When I was a kid, I was always in in, in drama class and I loved to write. I, I was very imaginative. I read a lot of fiction. 
my, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. So I was raised on their stories and that's how we connected with them. They would tell us these, these incredible, moving, funny, unbelievable stories um, about their time before the war, their time during the war. And I just was, I've always been kind of obsessed with stories. And then I became a nurse and I just kept thinking, oh my God, nurses have the best stories. Um, and so when I read The Artist's Way, I thought, oh my gosh, nurses need this. Nurses, I think our collective throat chakra is blocked. Collectively, we are having a hard time figuring out what we want to say. And we have these amazing stories that we sit on and we don't share out of out of fear or just not even knowing how to tell those stories. And doctors, by the way, don't have the same problem. If you look on Amazon for books written by doctors, there are no shortage. Doctors are very comfortable expressing themselves. Nurses, not so much. Nurses uh, really feel, um, I think, bound by the rules, by the protocols. You can think of it kind of like we just, we, we exist within a system. We're not used to stepping into our own power and expressing ourselves in, in that way. But the time is now. Um, I think we all know that there are huge shifts happening right now in the world. Um, I think healthcare is probably the biggest emblem of our sort of failing systems and systems that are just not um, keeping up with the times. And nurses are the backbone of that system. So we do complain about that system and rightfully so, because we see all the flaws in it, but at the same time, the system is held up on our backs. So um, if we don't know how to express ourselves, if we're not able to figure out what our message is, and we know what our message is, I mean, <laughs> nurses, our message is we want to heal people. I think at the core, the root, that's what nurses want to do. Almost every single nurse you talk to, that's why they became a nurse. They wanted to heal someone's pain. And we need to figure out what our message is. We need to figure out how to say it in a way that people are going to listen. And that's going to be the only way to transform healthcare and transforming healthcare will have ripple effects and transform the world. Um, so I really feel like nurses are at the epicenter of these big shifts that are happening. And I think we have a responsibility to figure out how to express ourselves, to figure out what it is we want to say and to spread that message to the world. And the key to that is doing this inner work, doing journaling, Figuring out how to how to storytelling is a really important element, and yeah, I think I think nurses we have our work cut out for us, but I also think that we're we're up for the challenge because walk through an ICU, look at the jumble of wires and tubes and the nurses that manage to manage those those messes and and the incredible work that we do and the challenges that we face every single day on our jobs, in the hospital, out of the hospital. Nurses are problem solvers. So, um, yeah, I think nurses are up for the challenge. And, um, I, I think my, my workshop is one small, tiny piece of that is, is really, um, my dream is to, is to create an army of nurses who know what they want to say and just go out and say it and who tell stories that inspire people and really, and really shift the world and, and make it a better place. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing your why, you know, it really is a big deal. Tell us how. You can connect with listeners who want to know more. I realize you're on Facebook and Instagram. Just give a quick overview for people. Sure. Yeah. So on Facebook, I'm Rachel Dick Plonka, and that's my primary place to find me. That's where I post um, information about the workshop. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Nurse Coach Rachel. Um, and I also have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group with resources about writing and creativity and self-expression, and it's called Nurses Who Write. Um, and then my website is just racheldickcoaching.com. Thank you. Nurses who write. I'm going to make sure to include that in the show notes so that all your contact information is there for anyone who wants to connect with you. I really appreciate you sharing your 
love of writing and really your love of helping nurses to be their best selves so they can do what lights them up, whether it's bedside work, it's outpatient work, it's entrepreneurial work, coaching, because we really are passionate about well care or health care, not the sick care that drives our healthcare system. And I think you're on a great path to show your true self and make a difference in the world. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thanks so much for having me back. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Let me just ask one more question. Your writing groups, tell us how long they last. Uh, are they like a few months? Sure. Yeah. So the, the workshop runs for four months and we meet weekly um, and the sessions are an hour and a half. And they're on Facebook or they're all, they're all over zoom. Yeah. Okay. They're so, all, yeah. so this is a virtual opportunity to connect with nurses uh, at any point in your career as for the listeners and find a new community of friends. I feel like I have a lot of friends that are doing what they want to do with their nursing experience, a lot of coaching, but, but we've really never met in person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how, what strong connections you can have with somebody that you've literally never met face to face. It's amazing. So if you're looking to connect with nurses outside of your workplace or outside of your group of classmates that you're in touch with as a student now, or previously as a student, uh, the groups like nurse, the nurses way or nurses who write, this is a great way for you to connect with other nurses. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.